Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Welcome back to the Burgundy Network Podcast. That's right. Me and Adam are going back-to-back like Drake. Just had the uh, recap episode yesterday, and then we're diving straight into the Cowboy game for Thanksgiving. Like I said, I'm Josh Taylor, your host, joined by Adam and Eva once again, filling in Adam. Obviously, we're looking forward to a rivalry game, but it's also the Thanksgiving game, probably Dan Snyder's favorite holiday as he showed us earlier in the season. What about this game has you excited being on a Thanksgiving tradition game? You know, like I think we, we were talking about earlier off air that, you know, who knew going against each other three and seven, both coming off wins with potentially the division on the line. It's just one of those situations that, you know, you really can't make up. And I think it was a statistic. I said, I think it was 1970. It was the last time three teams in the division were three and seven. So it's happened. But um, I think, you know, through then, I think the final division winner, I think, did have seven or eight wins. I don't think that's going to happen in this one. Um, but I really do think, um, you know, the way the rivalry is going, you know, this is going to be a tricky one for Washington, you know, to sweep two. Man, I'd love that. But, you know, like we were mentioning, the overall series, one win and, you know, seven, seven losses, you know, the last one with RG3 in 2012. Um, this is going to be a tricky one. But I think, you know, especially with everything going on this year, you know, with COVID and everything, I think it should mean a little more to fans because I think the rivalry is starting to really, you know, take shape again. And, you know, personally, you know, I'm excited to, you know, no matter what happens this season, if we can sweep Dallas, you know, to me, this season uh, is definitely, um, you know, uh, a step in the right direction for sure. Yeah, I always tell people, I know we're going to be terrible this season. Uh, as long as we go 2-14, and 14, as long as those two are against Dallas, then right. it's a good season to me. That's always my little joke. Um, but like I said, this is the 10th ever uh, Thanksgiving matchup between Dallas and Washington. And believe it or not, Washington is 1-8 versus Dallas, so it has not gone our way. The only win for Washington coming uh, was obviously the RG3 game. The, probably the best game of RG3's career came at the perfect time. He right. finished the game 20-28, uh, 311 yards and four touchdowns. Wow. Adam, what about that game really stood <laughs> out to you? Man, that that was really, I think, the last time in the, during the whole Snyder era that I think we saw just 
pure excitement from a quarterback. You know, it wasn't just that, you know, he could throw up for 300 yards. You know, he could run for 100, you know, on, on the drop of a hat. You know, I always remember that Vikings game, you know, that was an 80-something yard touchdown that he had at that FedEx run, Field. Yeah. You know, and he just came on there and he just delivered. You know, he was just dropping dimes in that game. And, you know, I just look back – it's just a shame because the way everything went down, I think a lot of us thought, you know, he was going to be here for years to come. And I think it was, you know, the issue with a lot of different people in the situation. But, you know, for that one year, I think as fans, you know, we really thought, you know, for the first time in a long time that there was a chance that, you know, they were going to go to the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, no matter what, still fond memories, you know, I don't really like how he exited um, and the whole scenario happened. Um, but, I think that out of all the quarterbacks during the Snyder era, I think, you know, Griffin is one of the ones that, you know, we'll, we'll think back with the fondest memories for sure, man. Yeah, we actually swept Dallas that year, I believe. So we're trying to do that again this year. Obviously, we don't have RG3, and Dallas doesn't have Tony Romo throwing it 62 times in that game. Right. Uh, crazy. Um, and that's one thing I want to talk about with the first matchup. We had Andy Dalton versus Kyle Allen. Obviously, Kyle Allen is out. Uh, Andy Dalton has just come back. What are you expecting different with Alex Smith in the game and not having Kyle Allen for this matchup compared to what we had last uh, last matchup? It'll be interesting because I'm kind of on the fence. I'm thinking, you know, this is an opportunity. They know that they have a quarterback that's less than mobile, does not have the mobility like he used to. And, you know, I see them, you know, potentially just, you know, bringing a lot more pressure to try to, you know, frazzle him. Cause I think with Allen, at least you had a guy that get out of pocket and they knew that. Um, but I think for the most part, I think Gibson can still Gibson and McKissick for that matter, can have a really productive day on the ground. And if, you know, we see where, you know, similar to last week, hundred plus yards on the ground, I think that's a recipe to win. As long as Alex Smith plays the game manager, you know, distribute the ball. Like we were saying, you know, it's a little concerning that Terry McLaurin um, is questionable with the ankle. Yeah. But um, I think offensively they'll they'll do enough. But the question is with Dallas's receivers, that that's what I what bothers me. Even with Andy Dalton, I think if Del Rio tries to sit back in this in the in the zone too much on Dallas, he's going to get in trouble. And I think their receivers are talented. We they can't get into a shootout where they have to score thirty points. I think it's got to be under that, you know, 24-point mark for Washington to win. Um, but I think, you know, it's it's a 50-50. Um, so I think the defense, the way Chase Young is coming off that game, you and I know he's a momentum guy. You know, when he gets going, that, you know, really continues on. They were saying when they went to the bye week, you know, they really wish they didn't. And he's really coming off, I think, one of his best games as a pro, even though he had better games statistically. You know, the way his impact was in that game, he, you know, him and uh, Darby, they won the game for us. Um so I think that he comes in the game, I think, with Dallas's offensive line still what it is. I, I think this is a really good matchup, and it, it's going to be a fun Thanksgiving game for sure. Definitely be one to go down the books. I agree with you on Chase Young. This is the perfect stage for him to really come out and have just a not, not really a breakout game, but just that one game that sticks out throughout the whole season. Thanksgiving, rivalry game. You know, growing up, he knows what this, this, this game means yes. to the fan base. And like I said, coming off the game last week with the hate coming through, the Joe Burrow injury, so many emotions in that game for him. I feel like this really sets up. You got the momentum from a win. It's a short week. You don't really have time to take a break. It's just been all gas this week. And like you said, Terry's a little bit banged up, but you don't really have time to think about rest. You're right in it. We play in two days. Right. Like like I said, we just did the recap episode yesterday. You got to be ready. This is your rivalry game. NFC East is online. If you want it, 
then you got to go beat these guys. On Thanksgiving, national television, everyone's going to be sitting down, full bellies, watching this game, Chase Young breakout game, call it. Yeah. I would be two plus sacks. Two sacks, yeah. forced fumble, Chase Young, put it in the books. I'll put 100 on it. I don't care. <laughs> I, yeah, no. I agree with you. Yeah. I wrote that in my notes. I was like, this is going to be the game where Chase Young just takes over. Um, yeah. And that's one thing I really want to talk about was the defense in the first matchup. Andy Dalton flat out looked terrible. Obviously, he got injured, but before that, he was only 9 for 19, 75 yards and an interception. Uh, the final score was 25-3, so defense just dominated the whole game. Kind of had that Bengals feel to it with starting quarterback going out, backup coming in, just second half was kind of bland, blah, just ready to get the game over with kind of feel to it. But still, before that, when Andy Dalton was in, he couldn't do anything. And the thing that impressed me even more because of what happened afterwards with how bad our rush defense was, we held Zeke to 12 carries and 45 yards. Yeah, for sure. He coming off a big game against the Vikings. Uh, he had what a hun. Uh, he twenty one rushes for one hundred and three yards against the Vikings. Something's got to give. Are we going to have that kind of performance again? Do you have faith in the front four, even the front seven, stopping Zeke again, or do you think he's kind of hitting a groove right now? Um, I think that the, you know they're both on a short week. I think that probably even though Washington have maybe some more key guys shaken up compared to Dallas, but let's keep in mind. Just because they're not on the injury report doesn't mean everyone's 100%. There's no such thing. Yeah. 100% during this time means 65 70%. So they're both coming off short weeks, and I think with the Dallas offensive line, they've really shuffled it, as Washington has as well. But from what I've seen, I think that with Morgan Moses, a left tackle, I think they're doing a little better. I think Zeke's got a lot of pressure on him, and I think this is a game where – you know, Holcomb shined the last time I think, you know, it's put up or shut up. I want to see Holcomb really on Zeke in this game. I really want to see, you know, that's their focus to have Holcomb on him going. You know, I want to see him mix up the linebackers a little bit. I want to see them get in, like we mentioned. I want to see them get uh, the rookie Hudson in. I want to see them mix it up. But I think this Dallas game is, if we get turnovers, that's where we can win. But what concerns me is I think, that they will really just try to air it out. And I think the, the DBs have shown that they're very suspect. And I think they, they're really trying to keep everything in front of them. If they continue to play like that, I think they have a good chance to win. But doing that and keeping Zeke under 100 yards is a tough, is a tough ask. Yeah. So I think, you know, you have to be ultra aggressive. I think last week what we saw against Cincinnati, we saw some aggression. We, you know, we saw some things. We saw them mix it up a little bit. But we, we still need to see them move around their playmakers. Sweat and Young need to be moved around more on the line. You know, we need to see more guys rotated in. Um, and Del Rio just be, you know, flat out, you know, less predictable in a lot of things. Because a lot of times when he's lining up, he looks like he's bringing the sixth pressure. But I know when that ball snapped, he's going to drop back two of them. You know, every once in a while, he'd bring a fifth. But he's just predictable what he's doing. So I think against Dallas, it's a bad offensive line. Um, they will try to mimic the quick game. I think every team will try to do that here on out. But Andy Dalton's not that kind of quarterback. So I think even if they try to do that, they can get to him. And, you know, you're talking about two yards here, three yards here. We win the game that way. So I think there's definitely a recipe to win. I just think Washington has to execute. They can't miss tackles, and they have to bottle up Dallas's playmakers. Yeah, you mentioned Cole Holcomb had his best game against Dallas and then really hasn't shown up since then. So maybe he just has a thing for playing Dallas. We'll see. Um, if he comes back on that and I agree with you with our defense what I what I'll say is hard you know with defending Dallas regardless of the record how their season's going 
they still have all that talent on offense. You know, Andy Dalton is still serviceable. You know, he he's coming back from his injury. Like he's you know he's no slouch. He he can right. throw up yards easily. They still yeah. got Cooper. They still got Ceedee Lamb, who's hitting a groove right now, yeah. looking good. He, he's scary right now. Yeah, Gallup. I mean, so you you want to be aggressive, but you have to remember you can only be so aggressive up front in your front seven. To where you know, thank, thankfully, Everett's coming back. Troy Hapke is not going to be right. back there. But there's just a big play waiting to happen with C.D., uh, Lamb, Coop, and also uh, Gallup. So you want to be aggressive, but you can't be too aggressive or you're just going to give up the big plays, um, which we have been suspect with all season long. Flipping to the other side of the ball, Antonio Gibson, we talked about how he's been growing every single week uh, in the first matchup. His season high in yardage had 128 rushing yards. You and me both agree this is going to be another another great performance by him. He's hitting this stride right now. Dallas's defense is still suspect. They're giving up 400 total yards a game, um, and they they just haven't figured whatever out. And Trayvon Diggs is still out there, <laughs> and he's not looking forward to seeing Terry, even if he has a messed up ankle. I'll take okay. Terry all day over Diggs. Right, right. But with Dallas's defense, you like we said, we do have Alex Smith now. Don't have Kyle Allen in. Do you think we're gonna have kind of that same game plan we had the first week, or what do you think Alex Smith brings now that uh, Kyle Allen didn't give us in that first matchup? I think, and you know, we'll bring it back to you know that play where Alex Smith was backed in the goal line and he hit Cam Sims on that you know that quick uh, pass to the sideline, that one yard pass took it for a first down. Um, it's just, uh, you know, I think the quick game, they're going to probably look what Burrow did because I think, you know, Ron Rivera made it clear, you know, he's a big fan of, of Burrow. And I think this is a copycat league, and it doesn't mean you change your playbook week to week, but it does mean you add in wrinkles. And I think that we're going to see a, a lot more quick game against Dallas because I think, like you said, Dallas will bring that, you know, pressure on the ends. They're going to try to really just bring the pressure. I think they know they're at the point in their season that they really have to do something different. And I think in that same respect, so does Washington. Um, so, you know, I was talking to my uh, the, my contributor, Paul, for uh, the Burgundy and Gold Report, and he was saying the same thing, that this is the game that, you know, uh, Antonio Gibson's going to break one. And I think um, it's, it's most likely going to be on a run, but I really think that, you know, he's one of those, uh, you know, quick dig routes waiting to take it to the house. Because I saw him just do it so many times in Memphis. Uh, so I think that, you know, if he gets his opportunities, he's going to have a great game. And I think the fact that we can mix it up with McKissick, I hope they keep both of them in because I think they both offer, you know, dimensions that Dallas will have a lot of problems with. Because although Dallas's linebackers, you know, are effective and they're good, trying to cover um, AG and McKissick with, you know, receiver backgrounds, that kind of speed. I think, you know, we pound the ball, but I think you're going to see maybe a little more passing in the beginning that you're expecting to. But I think setting up the run through the pass is something that Turner's going to do. I'm slowly seeing that's a mentality of his, and I think we're going to continue to see that. Yeah, McKissick, we've been talking about his targets and how high it's been the last three weeks. I would say he's definitely helping out Gibson, you know, when he gets the ball, because you do have to account for McKissick, whether it's, you know, running the ball or how well he's been receiving it lately. That really opens up another lane for Gibson running the ball and also catching it, like we talked about on the preview show. Um, but with Dallas, somehow, I don't know how, but they're a three-point favorite. Um, so let's talk about how well they have been, been playing lately. We talked about how close that game was against the Steelers. Um, probably the most unexpected game of the season. 
Gilbert out of SMU was their quarterback. I think he was undrafted, to be honest with you. I can't even remember if he was drafted. Came in, almost beat the undefeated Steelers. We said, okay, you know, maybe it's just one of those fluke games of the season. Come back, beat the Vikings last week, 31-28. Is that typical Kirk Cousins-esque of a game? Or is <laughs> Dallas just really hitting a stride right now and trying to make that push for the NFC East? I think it's a bit of both i think it's definitely cousins we've we, as washington fan we've seen it before um you know that's they're really relying heavily on their running game as they should uh in minnesota right now now with Thielen out they're going to struggle more but no i definitely think dallas um is finding their groove a little bit in the passing game and like i told you if dallas goes above 30 i think they'll they can win most games in the league this year because they can you know go into a shootout with anybody washington cannot to ask alex smith to throw for you know three touchdowns, two fifty, three hundred. That's not the kind of guy he is. The way that they win is if he throws two hundred, you know, maybe a touchdown or two, and our running game is productive, one hundred fifty plus. That's the recipe that you know Turner can get right now. So um, if they can keep them in a manageable, you know, under that maybe that twenty-seven point mark, they have a legit chance. But if they start to get into a shootout. The, it's going to be a long day for Washington because, you know, you talk about C.D. Lamb, you talk about Cooper, you know, you talk about, you know, all their other weapons, but they always seem to have somebody else step up that we weren't expecting, like one of their tight ends, like one of these undrafted guys. So uh, they really have to be, I think, extra aggressive on both sides of the ball. Um, With the game that Alex Smith came off, I think that they're going to have a lot more confidence in him. So I think you're going to see a lot more, um, wrinkles added in. Um, we saw that that play with uh, Logan Thomas, that uh, that quarterback sneak when he did that. So I think expect to see more things with Logan Thomas because I think he gives you that kind of wildcat option that you know they haven't had. So I think as long as they continue to mix it up, they'll have a chance because Dallas is going to really pull out all the bag in this game. I guarantee you we're going to see that. It's just very McCarthy-like. But I think if we just continue to play their game – and just not do stupid mistakes. You know, the stupid interception that, you know, Alex Smith had, you know, you could save one on the receiver if it was on him. But, you know, they got to just be smart. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. But I think you know, this is a game that can go either way. This is a definitely you know, typical NFC East grudge match. Even I will three say, seven. <laughs> I, I really respected Ron's little shot at McCarthy um, <laughs> to the media today, making fun of his sledgehammer. It's like the watermelon thing he did. Oh, uh, what a room. joke! Yeah, Gallagher. What a joke! I, I shared that too. I'm like, I just said that on Twitter, and I just with the give was like, seriously. Ron like, said, on, I don't know. He said maybe I'll pull out some pumpkins and start smashing them in the locker room. Like I like that little little quick jab. You know, it's always good to hit your rivals with that. Um, <laughs> so Ron got the first points of this matchup. Um, so going into it. We talked about you know Dallas allowing 32 points per game now, still really haven't adjusted on their defense. So I want to talk about some over unders. You just you know talked about a little bit with Alex yeah. Smith what you kind of predict for him. I want to right. start out Antonio Gibson. He was one bad play away at yep. the end of the game last week from hitting that hundred yard mark. Yeah, I'm gonna make it interesting. I'm not gonna say a hundred. I'll say 110 yeah. rushing yards over under. What's your prediction on that? He's going to go over because, like I said, he's going to have one big play that will be half of that total. So he'll definitely go. I, I have him going over on that. I do too. I, I think he's, <laughs> he's going to crush that D One line. run is going to be half of that. It's going to come. I'm telling you, it's coming. I, I saw what Dalvin Cook, and it's Dalvin Cook. I get it. Yeah. yeah Top yeah. five running back in the league. I saw what he did last week against him. I'm like, yep, that D-line has not changed one bit. No. Um, and I just, I just 
watched the uh, first matchup again with uh, Washington and Dallas, and that's I feel like that game against Dallas was when Gibson really started to open up his his runs, and it, it just been kind of coasting since then. That's when his hot streak really started. Um, so Alex Smith, I will say two hundred and thirty yards over under. Just under, I, like I said, I still see, you know, two to two two twenty. That that's probably more realistic. Coming off of a low, was it hundred and sixty something yards last something week? Like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After his back to back three hundreds, so maybe I want to say, I'm gonna say over, just mm. because you have to account for that one deep Terry pass yeah. on yeah, digs. Yeah, that's yeah, bound to true. happen. That's very a sixty true. yarder right there. <laughs> very true. Very then true. the drop down to McKissick that'll go for forty and a touchdown. So that's like a hundred already in just two plays. Um, so I, I think it's gonna be close. I I, I kind of see it in like that two thirty range. Mm-hmm. I, I could agree with you in like two twenty, maybe something like that. Turnovers for Dalton. I'm gonna yeah. put it at one and a half. Now, pay attention. Turnovers, not just interceptions, could be fumbles. Right. One and a half. You taking the over or under? Uh, over, over. over. I, I think I think we're gonna see with Chase Young deliver that right by himself. I think you know he's gonna probably. I'm gonna call for him to have um, a two force fumbles definitely in this game. Um, I just like I said to you before we record start the broadcast. Um, I just think he, again he's a momentum player. He's coming off um, probably one of his best games mentally as a player in the NFL so far. So I think going against Dalton and know what they did and the way they intimidated him last time. No reason not to feel, you know, extra uber confident. I think this is the last game of the year that they can truly feel, you know, confident and that they can, you know, you know, they can they can run them down. So I think that they'll definitely get that without a problem. And the last one, I hate to do it. Hopkins missed kicks. It looks like he's still getting bothered by that injury this week. I'm going to say one field goal. Do you think he misses one or more? Uh, one. Right out one. Yep, yep. Is the job still secure after this game? They have some kind of loyalty to him. And you know what I think it is? I think they, they love the idea that his kickoffs are just not returnable for the most part. Rarely do you see I it agree. returnable. And I think they love that about him. And they're willing to deal with the misses here and there. Because when it comes down to it, if he's got to kick that 58-60 yarder, he's got the leg for it. So I think, you know, it's a it's a tricky thing. An NFL coach with kickers, I have no idea what they would be thinking, especially as an evaluator. I don't evaluate kickers at all. No, never have, impossible. never probably never will. Um, but I think that has a lot to do with it. So I think unless he's truly hurt, um, it jobs he's I think he would have to miss consecutive field goals and lose a game for the for him to lose a job. It's going to take more than what's happened through so far. I agree. And we have I feel like me and Brian talked about it one time some guy from like Poland or Serbia or something. He's from somewhere in Europe. I don't know. Um, on the practice squad, like ready to go. I saw they protected him this week yep. um, as yep. one of the guys. So something to keep a watch on, especially being a short week. Um, we talked about Terry's injury, but Hopkins uh, might still be there too. He's questionable. Um, same with Lucas. Uh, trying to see what happens with him. But I want to go ahead and give out some predictions, and then we'll talk a little bit about the NFC East real quick just to wrap this one up. Are we going to see the first matchup Cowboys, or are we going to see the Steelers slash Vikings game Cowboys come Thursday? It's third and long. The quarterback's got to shave some yards off here to have any chance to score. Let's see what he does. He drops back. He has a guy downfield, but he doesn't see him. He tries to hand the ball off to a cheap razor. Boom! 
Boom, he's nicked in the sack. It's a fumble, and the ball is going the other way. That one's going to hurt for a while. What in the world was he thinking? Let's go to the monitors and see exactly what went wrong. You know, this offseason, his coaches at Manscaped enhanced the lawnmower 3.0 offense to a whopping 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. They gave him all the chances he had to get that safe clean cut up the sideline with the cutting edge ceramic blade, but instead he got nicked on the sack by a rusty defense. If he would have used the LED light that comes with the 3.0, there is no doubt he would have been able to see his playing field much better. Looks like he's going to be going over to the sideline with his Manscaped coaches, grab the tablet, see what went wrong, and if he's smart, he's going to go over to manscaped.com and use the code BNP20 to save 20% off his entire cart with free shipping. That's right. Use code BNP20 to save 20% off your entire cart with free shipping. Don't keep making the same mistakes and give your balls a clean pocket next time. And there's no doubt the result will be a touchdown. And, and I'll continue my trend here, a little of both. Um, I think that you know, they'll be able to really get to Dalton, put some pressure on them. But I think that you know they'll also put some points on the board and really threaten you know well into the second half. And this is not going to be a game that's decided. I think this will come down to you know the final five minutes. And like you said, hopefully it doesn't come down to a field goal because Washington could be in trouble <laughs> if that happens. But I think it's going to be a game of big plays. Um, turnovers are going to be big. But I think the big plays are going to be big, you know, more important in this game. Who's ever breaking the big plays? And right now, Dallas, although they have the receivers and, you know, I keep saying that they're set up. I think that they're set up to have a big game. I think that sleeping on Washington's playmakers, Gibson and McLaurin, I think we're just a little um, maybe, um, you know, shell shocked a little bit. But I think we have two bona fide guys, especially McLaurin, that can really be, you know, not just good tops in the league. So I think there's no reason to think that, you know, we can outduel them on big plays. And, you know, if they can have three big plays between them, you know, 21 points, rest field goals, I think, you know, they can definitely take this game. So I usually like to look at things as where does Washington have the biggest advantage? But I want to kind of twist it up for you. Where does Washington have its biggest disadvantage where we can lose the game because of this unit on the field? Easy. The linebackers really are um, sure. <laughs> the biggest disadvantage right now. Like I said, I'm having that faith in Holcomb because if it's not Holcomb, they are screwed because none of them are you know, really, you know, Bostic. He he definitely showed some promise, but I told everybody in the beginning, please, you know, he's fool's gold, man. Like he's going to step up. He's going to make some good plays for you, but he is not a true starter in this league. He is a depth player. He's a good rotational player. So that's my opinion with everyone in the linebacking court right now. I like Holcomb as a starter. I like him at the weak side. And, you know, I'm starting to warming up the idea of him possibly as the Mike in the future. But I don't yeah. know if he's ready for that. But I don't think anybody in his team is playing better. So I, I like the idea of maybe putting him at the mic. Um, I think that that's something we could see in, in a couple of weeks, not yet. But, man, the, the, if they're not careful, the linebackers could lose this game for him. Because I think even last game, you know, against Burrow, he was shredding them. He was shredding them. They're, they're mismatched, and they're going to get targeted big time by the, with their tight ends and running backs. Yeah, that's not Because it's not just Elliott. It's not just Elliott, you know. They got the other Pollard. kid. The other Memphis. You know, they got the other kid from Memphis, right? Pollard's Memphis, isn't he? If I'm not uh, mistaken. I don't remember. Pollard but, SMU. He might be Memphis. SMU. I forgot, man. But anyways, now he's, he's a legit back. So... You know, I think, you know, we definitely match up well. You know, our backs are, you know, a little 
more unpolished, but I think you know we match up nicely with the with their running back. So, you know, it'll it'll be a big game for the linebackers because if if they can't really you know stay to their assignments, stay gap sound, I, I think that the Washington will be in trouble. So Pollard is Memphis. So I apologize. Okay, good. <laughs> so <laughs> the Memphis Memphis matchup, Gibson versus saying. Pollard. Okay, okay. So um, one thing I see floating around that I just thought of too that I want to ask you: not a single receiver in the league or tight end has hit 1,000 yards this season. There's five people really close to it, and in that top five is the captain, Terry McLaurin, sitting at 871. If you had to give a percentage for him to hit that 1,000-yard mark this Thursday, what are you giving him? He's at 871. He needs 129. Yeah, if it if it it's was around lot. one, yeah, it's a lot. I I have it around sixty percent because I think he's I think he'll just get around that hundred mark, maybe just eclipse that. But to get close to one thirty, I I don't see that happening this week because I think he's going to draw a lot of attention. So we might even be getting ahead of ourselves. I think you know I'm hoping you know maybe we see big game from you know the Sims guys you know yeah. because I think they flashed a little bit you know not much but I think they shown enough and right Wright's a guy really he's growing on me and I, I'm watching some of the tape on him and I really like what he's doing you know he a lot of his cuts a lot of his comebacks you know I really like how he sticks his foot in the dirt so you know they might be young but I like their weapons you know what I mean so I think that this is going to be um, a, an opportunity for you know a lot of short passes to you know result in you know a lot of yak but you know it, it, it really it's it's division it's Washington Cowboys you know um, I, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm definitely excited for this one. And if you had to give a score prediction, what you got? <sighs> man. I, so I think since we started this show, I've started getting a little more confidence by talking to you maybe a little bit. Um, but, maybe I'm a little too nice on the team. But I, I, I think I'm a little more confident that they're going to be able to beat up Andy Dalton a little bit. So, I think that they'll be able to, uh, you know, put some points on the board. Uh, 24, 24, 13 Washington. I like it. And I agree with you. You know, like I said, just rewatching that game um, tonight. I really, I really just liked how he came out on, on defense. I know we had Landon Collins in. He got hurt that game. But honestly, outside of that, there's not really much difference between the two teams, you know, with personnel on the field and everything. I like how we came out that game. I like, you know, how our defense held Zeke. We got to uh, uh, Dalton often in that game. I think we had like six sacks that game. So we need to continue to do that. And I don't see any reason why we can't do that. And I feel like recently, call what you want, you know, it's not been gaudy numbers or anything like that. But I feel like our offense has been performing better the last three weeks, possibly than it has, you know, with, what Kyle Allen was doing on there. Um, that's just what I see. Maybe it's because of what Gibson's been doing, but I like what Alex Smith's been doing. We've been talking about, like, you know, how well he has been and, you know, what he brings. I feel like he's finally knocking some of that rust off. Yeah. And he's managing these games exactly how we need them to. He's like, we said, he's not going to put 300 numbers, but he's still going to be your guy and he can win you games. He's got that vet, you know, leadership. He knows what to do. And I forgot who said it this week. I think it was Gibson. Someone said, You'd be surprised how much of a difference having Alex Smith, you know, in that vet, you know, leadership in the locker room really means. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know Kyle Allen and Haskins are the young guys in the locker room. He said, you'd be surprised, like, how much difference that really makes in the locker room. So I think this defense dominates. I think we hold Zeke again. 
under, I'll say, 60 yards. I think we get to Dalton a good bit. Yeah. Uh, and I just have I have faith in this offense. I think we'll do enough to win the game. I don't think yeah. it's going to be yeah. another twenty-five to three game. Um, no, I could see it being like a twenty-seven seventeen, twenty-seven twenty. Yeah, I'll go twenty-seven twenty final. Um, but I think we win this one. So yeah, say it'll go win. down. It'll go down the fourth quarter. I I think that's what I mean when I talk about like they'll put up the points, and I think. Just like before, I think they'll come out in the second half, and I just think they're going to adjust better. This is the one game I, I think for the rest of the year I give the coach in Washington over over the opponent's team because I think oh, yeah. McCarthy is a knucklehead. What they're <laughs> going on every day, it's dysfunction. And like you said about Alex Smith, this sounds like with Terry McLaurin, the captain, Alex Smith, it seems at least our locker room is in really good shape. You know, shall I say culture is in really good show, shape right now. Um, so that's why I think that, you know, the second half, you know, fourth quarter, you know, be, it'll be big for Washington. I think that they'll, they'll definitely pull it out. Yeah, I, I really do believe this is going to be the Chase Young and Antonio Gibson show. Yep. I think the headlines, those are the two guys you're going to see that stand out. Um, but outside of that, say we do beat Dallas. It's coming down to that final stretch. We talked about that week 17 it's it's all on the line right there for me. So say we beat Dallas, how good do you feel about going throughout the rest of the season and potentially winning the NFC East? I think that if you beat Dallas, it's comfortable to talk about playing for the division. Now I think right now we're just talking like, hey, anything could happen. But I think you add another division where you know win. Those Giants losses hurt a lot. But I think if you sweep Dallas, you know you've already beat Philly once. If you can go in and beat Philly again, if you sweep Philly and you sweep Dallas, even with the rest of the games, I think they'll do enough to make the playoffs. So I think it's, uh, you know, they win this game. You know, it's definitely, it's okay to start talking playoffs. And I think there's a lot of people here really stuck with the draft picks and they really won't back off of it. And, you know, they're really basing like this means nothing, but it means everything. New coaching staff, new everything. You are trying to steal a culture. A culture means get into the playoffs, beating teams that you should and if they get to that point, I think this speaks volumes for where they'll go next year and gives me a lot more confidence. If they just flounder and lose the rest of the games, maybe win one more, I would definitely not feel as confident you know, going into the offseason. But this, this is definitely a game that's a statement game for the division, and I think it's a statement game for you know the, the, maybe the, the near future for Rivera and this team. Yeah, I mean, you can't stress enough like how important that is your first year as a head coach coming into this dysfunctional team regardless what the record is if you win the division huge ups when's the last time we won the division can you tell me offhand mm, no was it, was it like 2010 something around there i think that, that it's been a while cause, yeah because yeah yeah <laughs> that, that's all you need wild, to know because because griffin was the wild card right that was the wild card game yeah against seattle right that he got hurt in so that might have been 2012. Yeah, or, or 12. I'm not sure. Yeah. They might have got the division that year. They beat that. It's just like you said, they sweep Dallas that year. They sweep. They got the division. But it's been yeah, more no, than eight e- years. Yeah, yeah. Either way, <laughs> it, it's just it's been way too damn long, you know. And everyone's been putting this team on the bottom. And granted, I don't think they're even that you know to that middle of the pack team yet. But I don't think they're as bad as the Jets. I don't think they're as bad as you know even even someone like the Jaguars. So um, I think that they have a lot to build off of this game. Even if the playoffs don't happen, you know, a good game against Dallas um, will will go a long way because I think the culture is really important right now. And um, 
they got to just get this right before they can even think about you know any kind of real Super Bowl run in the future. Oh yeah, I agree. Like if, if we, even if we do win the NFC East, we're not right. We don't have. I don't have any hopes of winning the first nope. game. Like, you know? <laughs> I don't care who we yeah. play. You get Alex Smith to play well enough, and you get yeah. through the year. You got a bridge, and you know. I think we're going into this draft. Even if you're not in the top ten, you have some confidence. There's some guys out there. So you know, it's 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 a big game and, and it's a big uh, final. You know, I think we're seeing that Haskins is not going to see the field unless uh, Smith is hurt. So, you know, as fans, let's just cheer for Smith to have a good season and you yeah. know win as many games as possible right now. Yeah, don't expect the uh, miracle New York Giants team that beat the Patriots to come out at this Washington squad no, no. and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl. <laughs> if that's the case, let me talk you off the ledge. Um, <laughs> but I agree with you. This is a this is a must win. If you win this one, you're you're right there. It comes down to that Week 17 matchup with Philly. Um, and then obviously whatever goes on between Dallas and the Giants in that game. But if you lose this one, I think it's safe to say that you're officially out of the NFC East. Um, I don't know if it's 100% like probability-wise, right. but I, I just feel like if you, know, you lose that three, um, if Philly you know, was to beat us Week 17, I feel like that kind of uh, cements them in the NFC East championship. Um, right. But outside of that, like you said, I'm just I'm just rooting for some wins. Yeah. Yes, Dallas is one pick below us. Does that have any influence on the game for you at all? Not at all. Like I said, if you're sitting there basing your success on just getting early picks, man, you deserve to be picking in the bottom because I think you should be looking as fans at teams like the Patriots and other teams that, you know, even without Brady, they still draft well, you know, taking chances, you know, on, you know, hybrid players. I think that when you get stuck in that mind frame that you're only going to find success in you know, the top 10, 15 of each round, man, you might as well just go home because I think the real experts out there know, and the guys I've, you know, I've taught under um, have really helped me understand that, you know, the talent out there is, there's so many factors that can change that. So to me, you know, if they're picking in the middle of the round, I'm fine with that too. Cause you know, on the early look, this is a really nice draft class as it is. So I, I love Kyle Allen, love what he's doing. And now he's running pro and college personnel. I'm not worried if they're picking the top 10 or pop, top 20, but uh, in saying that, you know how I feel, we all feel about Zach Wilson. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I agree I with you. I mean, he could be out of the picture by then top five anyway. So yeah. that's what I think is going to happen. And we'll talk about, quarterbacks coming up we've already uh mentioned that i mean like we said mahomes went 15 like you just right exactly. if you draft the right players it doesn't matter brady right. in the sixth round like it doesn't matter like if you find the right guys if you do your job well you're gonna find who belongs in your team and you'll have success with them um so we, we went over predictions and everything adam um games on thursday 4 15 where are you watching the game at oh just uh we my 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 father-in-law lives down the street and you know no guests it's just you know us just getting together and um small little just tight little family of ours and um just hang out watch the game and um have some uh, gobbler sandwiches that's what it's all about to me absolutely i will say um with my family it's always been 50 50 cowboys Oh no, Washington! <laughs> <laughs> I will say my one uncle. The reason I'm an Alabama fan is because of him. I always say thank you for not making me a Cowboys fan. Oh jeez, yeah, like he is. Um, <laughs> so that that part of him. Um, but I will say, you know, I, I really do appreciate everyone who's reached out to me about my family. Um, just with everything going on, I just want to take a quick second to say that. Um, unfortunately, we did lose my grandma tonight. Actually. 
man. Sorry um, to hear that, brother. Yeah, literally minutes before we did this, so I didn't really uh, tell you, but um, I just wanted to still do this because this is like so much of like how much passion I have for this game and for this team. Like, I just want people to realize like how much I enjoy doing this. I just want to say thank you. Um, she's made me exactly who I am, and raised me this way and always taught me you know go for it never give up doesn't matter what you've been through just keep going and uh get what you want so adam you know (laughs) better than anybody how much um not only this team but this podcast means to me just talking about sports in general just talking about football in general um something that we share but i just want to say thank you to everybody who's reached out um just continue to pray for us my mom's birthday is literally tomorrow and uh thanksgiving's the day after that um and i will say that's one memory of washington versus dallas that always sticks with me every single year my whole family just hanging out talking trash to each other and just enjoying <laughs> the game um my grandma and grandpa were cowboy fans so they always give me a hard time um but once again just thanks everyone who's reached out and uh don't take you know anything for granted this game is not just a sport to me. This game means so much more. It's given me so many memories um, just growing up with my family. So I just wanted to take a quick second and uh, just say thanks to everybody. I don't mean to ruin the mood, but <laughs> I just how much support came to me like the last week or two has just been crazy. Um, and like I said, just continue to pray. My mom definitely needs it, like I said, with everything going on. And my grandpa is still recovering from COVID also. Um like they weren't even together. They've been together since they were like 16. So this is all they've ever known is each other. Um, but just want to say thanks to her and uh, dedicate this episode to her because she's showed me what love and selflessness look like and just always put family first. I can't tell you how much she raised me and really brought me through uh, parents' divorce and brother dying literally in like a year's time and just took me in when I didn't have someone around um, and just helped raise me. So thank you uh, for everything you did for me. And uh, uh, definitely tell my brother hi for me. And uh, I will say that I'm still rooting for (laughs) Washington to beat Dallas on Thanksgiving. So forgive me for that. But like I said, it'll be the first Thanksgiving without her. So just keep praying for us. Um, But Adam, as always, it's uh, been awesome talking to you, man. And uh, like I said, don't (laughs) don't, don't mean to ruin the mood. No, no, um, but man. it's God bless, man, and you know, Thank God you. bless your family, and uh, you know, I, I, I pray, I'll, I'll say a prayer for all you, and you know, I understand, I, I have family dealing with a lot of things too, so it's it's definitely a hard time, man. We just gotta, you know, the sports give us a little bit of a you know escape that we can go to on a daily basis, and um, you know, just gotta keep grinding it out, and you know, make them proud of us, brother. Absolutely, like you said, you know, with everything crazy going on in the world sports is always there it's not just a game you know i always think it's funny how people like hate sports like it's literally just people like throwing a ball around you know it's nothing to it like it has no meaning it doesn't matter what sport you root for i mean you can see it on a daily basis how much impact these these games have on people's lives and it's not just a game so like i said with everything going on it's great to have this escape um but thursday man looking forward to this one hoping get this win and uh, catapult us to the NFC East. And we will talk to y'all after the game to recap it. Hopefully, y'all have a great Thanksgiving together. Like I said, just always love on each other. 
tell everybody you love them, uh, and don't take this Thanksgiving for granted because you just you just never know what next year is going to look like with everything going on. So God bless everybody. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we will Happy see you all this weekend. Absolutely. person or a bedtime procrastinator everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style and you'll find the best mattress for you at ashley the new temper adapt collection at ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body conforming technology making every sleep tailored to be your best the collection also features cool to the touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners pets or kids shop the all-new temper adapt collection at ashley in store or online at ashley.com ashley for the love of home Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money.